Jessica. When you say places to go, what are you thinking? Where to next? I was thinking... Everywhere. Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. We're talking about Doctor Who. We're actually talking about a full season of Doctor Who. The one that just went by with Jodie Whittaker, the 11th season that started in 2018 and just finished up in 2019 with a total of 11 episodes. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. So there's a couple of firsts in this season. It's the first Chris Chibnall steered season and it's also Jodie Whittaker, first female doctor. So there's a lot of expectations and uh, a lot of changes, different musician, person doing the music. Um, they changed the day to a Sunday. They changed it from 13 episodes to 11. Or actually 10-ish. This was a special. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it's still an episode. So there's a lot of changes. So um, overall, over the last bunch of weeks, we've gone through and we've reviewed each one separately. If you want to listen to that, we'll wait for you to listen to those. <laughs> go do it now. Yeah, go do it now. Push yeah. pause on this one and then go do the other one. But we're going to talk about the season in general because now that we've seen it all, we can kind of give a better idea of what we thought overall with Chris Chibnall, with Jodie Whittaker, with everything. And we'll talk a little bit about how well it did, what the fans thought of it, and what everyone else thought about it. Um, so let's start. Um, the whole season... And as the season was going on, the three of us were starting to get nervous, and we were starting to say, boy, overall, it was kind of a meh, was the word that we kept using a little bit. And we weren't overly excited or anything. And there were episodes that were we thought were good, and there were episodes that we thought were not so good. In my opinion, I thought there were um, there wasn't anything spectacular, and there wasn't anything horrible. It was all in the middle, mm. which may have not been a good thing, but the glass half full was, we didn't get any horrible moments that have really absolutely... You mean, uh, how about the creature from, uh, which one is it? When I mean the horrible... The conundrum, but that stupid the little alien and the frog. Okay, so let's 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 talk about um, the the aliens and the villains. The bad guys. The bad guys were were not good in this. No, season. they were not. No, they weren't. Except for the last one, I thought the the Dalek was fine. I thought the Dalek was the best mm -hmm. offer. So that's a big criticism. The bad guys weren't good. They weren't bad enough. They no, they, they were weren't. There were some where they had aliens and they weren't. They didn't really do anything like in the. Uh, Demons of the Punjab. They were just like observers or something. So they weren't. They weren't villains, though. No, they were. But they were. They looked like aliens. they could be villains, yeah. but they ended up being good. And they do that a lot in this season. They did that a few times, anyway. But even the bad guy in Rosa, he was kind of like. Well, he was pretty vile. But he, he was wasn't really threatening that no, much. He was kind of unconsequential. A meddling monk or something that was kind of not a, a funny meddling monk. He was just kind of. A bad person. He was a bad alien. He was. He was real. He was a racist alien. He was. 
racism is realistic. It was kind of realism, and it's like we want to escape. And and I think that's one of the criticisms I had on Rosa. And and then I thought about more episodes. Is they had these little lessons to tell. Mm -hmm. And to do that, they brought this racist alien. It was not really an alien. It was a human, right? Who came back through time. And and he he looked like a you know a, a punk or whatever, and he was really a racist. And it's like, well, you know. Chris, Chris Trimble has said that that that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. Well, yeah. He wanted to address more current yeah. events. That's than probably why he employed writers who've never written for sci-fi before, but mainly their career was writing for soap operas, so they can bring in that type of storytelling. Mm -hmm. and, and I guess Classic Who has done that in the past, but I feel like I need to escape. I don't want to have... I don't want to be looking at the news and then turn on Doctor Who and see the news again. A and and Especially not every week. If you want to do one episode a season like that, fine, but not every, almost every time. I mean, we have I don't know. I think it was addressed at a much higher level than the news or... You know, if you follow Twitter or Reddit, and and it gets a lot more granular on there than it does on Doctor Who. Yeah. I mean, basically, it was racism is bad. I don't know how you can argue with that. Well, and and I think for the most part, the Doctor Who, they're they're they might be to a degree they're preaching to the choir to a degree, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. There's probably people out there who are. I know there's people out there who are criticizing the season because it's too politically correct and yes. trying too hard sometimes to give us these messages like the the the, the rich guy who sets up the hotel and has spiders uh, uh, and then the the other things there, there's all these little messages and good science fiction for the most part you can watch a science fiction movie and you can have one person say, oh, I was great, I love when the aliens were there and there was action. And two other people can sit there and go, yeah, but did you notice that the, the, the development of that, of that race was more like the representative of the Nazis and like the Daleks are the Nazis? Right. And they didn't come out and say, these are the Nazis in the first episode. But now, in these episodes, they're kind of, they're not, it's, they're not sugarcoating it. They're not covering it up as much. They're just kind of... You know, well, Rosa is about um, racism, and, and so that instead of going to an alien planet where there's racism, they go to right to the Rosa. And so there's not, it's not hidden as much, and maybe, and like you said, he did it on purpose, and I guess that's fine, but I, I don't know if I necessarily want every episode to be like that, you know, right. and I don't know if... I don't know. I mean, I mean you, you, you kind of had two episodes like Rose, similar to Rosa. You had Rosa and Demons of the Punjab were both historical political. events. Political. People are, are and, treating other people yeah. badly. And, mm -hmm. and you have two episodes like that in the same season. People are going to get bored. Says, well, you already had this. You're preaching to us. We want to watch it, like you said, for an escape, to get away yeah. from, you know, the normal. But the BBC also is, a edu is more of like an educational... I don't know if it still is, but it's always come off as we're trying to teach people. And so the William Hartnell episodes, maybe not as much the Patrick Allen, but the William Hartnell episodes, they always put in oh, lessons yeah. and stuff, and they you know they have lessons. I don't think they were as blatant. They kind of said this is what happened, 
and I don't think at the end they would always. So Susan, you know now that not you know to be nice. Well, you the, know. the good example that would be the Aztecs, or mm -hmm. when we get to reviewing it this year, is about how Barbara wants to try to change the Aztecs, but you can't. Mm -hmm. The doctor says you can't. You can't change history. Right. But she doesn't listen, and then she finds out at the end. Right. Well, if you're a big fan of William Hartnell episodes. There's a lot of that, though. This is a lot like William Hartnell's seasons. A lot. Not just the three companions, which we can talk about, but the fact that it was, it's very much, it, it reminded me a lot of that. The difference is, there's a lot of differences, obviously. Um, there was more sci-fi in William Hartnell? <laughs> well. There was. But the, 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 the episodes are, are, are in a different format back then, so they have more episodes, and they, they had obviously less of a budget and everything. But to a degree, this felt more like a classic Doctor Who series than it has in the last ten years. That's not necessary. And that's good. I, I, I give that a check mark, but... It's like, well, wait a minute now. I don't want you to go back and just do a Willie Martinell episode because I understand and I know you, you watch them and you, you're like, oh my God, these are boring and and, and we're watching them. She's not wrong. Some of the Hartnells are. They are. And, and I don't want to watch a boring episode. I don't want to watch episode where William Hartnell is explaining to me, well, here's the situation, blah, 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 or Jodie Whittaker's explaining to us, just show us because now you yeah. have the ability to do that. And Jodie yes. Whittaker seemed... Well, not her fault, but they had her explain almost every episode what's going on, and it just got tiring after. Is this an audiobook we're listening to? I mean, can we just like show it? Well, usually, you let the audience figure it out for themselves. You don't always have to stop and tell them. I'm sure her companions are smart enough to figure out what's going on too. Yeah, they simplified her a little too much. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's on at seven at night. Everyone's watching it. I mean, the kids. I think the kids can figure it out too. I mean, the show's been on well, for... Well, and I think, you know, if you're watching it, if you're the type of person who watches Doctor Who with your kids, you know, they can ask you some questions. Yeah. Like, what was the deal with the Punjab? Why did everybody hate everybody? Or and now... You can kind of explain it a little bit. Although I don't think they well, did... Well, nowadays they can just Google it. Well, and they can And true. they can read it on, read it on the Internet. And well, say, I mean, he made a point in this last episode to, to, to mention... Like, oh no, the internet's down, what are we going to do now? Have a conversation, and it's like, you know, that's a jab at this technology, how it's making everyone kind of distance and everything, and this is, you know, that sarcastic way of saying, look, you know, we're losing that a little bit. But then, if you make stories that are, you don't have to make them that simple, where the kids are going away going, yeah, I, that, I understood that completely, you know, why not make it more thought-provoking yeah. and yeah. challenging? Yeah. Or... You could do what Moffat did, was make it so challenging that you're sitting there going, what the? Yes. Wait a minute now, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. And, and, and it makes you go and watch it again to figure out. Multiple times, yeah. And you never figure it out because he's made it so complex that you, you just never figure it out. And you have to make stuff up and to make it make sense. <laughs> but, yeah. I thought there was more substance in this season than there has been in the last few se bunch of seasons. Um... But with that substance comes, I didn't care about the characters as much as I had in the past, maybe. No. Um, they didn't. Even the, the three characters, characters, it seemed like every week that Yaz was always the one that was always pushed in the background. Yeah. She didn't really 
have much to do, and that's what I've read a lot doing research for these and reviews. Yaz doesn't do anything, mm -hmm. which you would think. I know during the Hart Davison and the Hart Note when they had three, at least one story, one that they would rotate which character companion would be would have to leave. Well, she had more to do in the Punjab episode. Yeah, yeah, but the, that was the only the one. Only one. I mean, you look at the Davison era. I mean, Urshak was obviously Adric, Kinda was Tegan. Yeah. You know, Nissa was uh, for Doomsday and stuff like that. I mean, they each character took more of a, yeah. a lead. Whereas so, this one, it was like, okay, Yaz had the one, and then <laughs> they pushed aside, and Ryan had a couple, but see more that. Uh, uh, Graham. Graham. Graham had more to do, and he was seemed to be the more interesting character. Well, he definitely is the more interesting character. And He's also a better actor. He is a better actor. The other two are younger. Yeah. Wooden. Wooden. But, I mean, if they gave her, yeah, something to do, maybe she would have been a better companion. Well, it's possible. I mean, even in the dark when she didn't have anything to do. She just yeah. was talking on the phone and she could block out the TARDIS. And yeah. It's possible that when they started filming these episodes, that they, when they hired these people, that's when they discovered that maybe, you know, at watching... Oh, you're horrible at your job. Well, <laughs> almost, I mean, that happened in the classic series. They hire these, like, the uh, Jackie Lane and some of these, and they just don't get along. They, they, the chemistry's not there, or William Hartnell doesn't like the actor or actress. Well, yeah, William Hartnell's the She has not been in that many shows. <clears throat> yeah. So I they mean, probably got her for... And they're mostly... Um, she probably didn't cuss that much on her soaps. right? Yes. Well, Bill, the guy who played Ryan, what's, uh... Well, we know Graham's been in a lot of stuff, the guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. He hosts that game show and all that. Everybody hosts game shows. Well, and so... <laughs> yeah, but he's, it, that's what he's known for. I mean, for. I don't know. Did they write the whole season and then that's just the way it was? Or as they were going along, they, do you think you'd have they gave less to, for Yaz? Writers who are soap opera writers, that they would have more for the characters to do, because that's usually what they do in soaps, is make sure all the characters he's are... Had, he's had some minor roles in movies. And Maybe shows. when they come back in 2020, she has something more to do. Or one of the companions leaves early on, and you only have two companions. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that happened, and that happens, that's happened in the past, and I don't know too many people who like the three companions. I think, you know, the more you have, the, the less... Each each companion is suffering from it. Mm -hmm. Even even Graham. I mean, if you have three companions and Graham is one of them, and then Graham and the Dalek one got left behind. Yeah, he got left behind, but and he, they, had, he had important things to do. When he well, got that and plus he also took the the girl's girl guy's boyfriend to go find the girl who got taken up by the Dalek. So they actually had a whole bunch. Well, anyway, that one just had a lot of characters in it. Um, but that's one of the criticisms from this season was too many characters, too many companions. <clears throat> uh, even the even the characters they brought in as guest characters, I had trouble really warming up to too many. Only of them. one guest star was actually good, and that was Alan Cumming in in the uh, the Witchfinders when he played King James. Yeah, he yeah, was he's good. The only guest star that I actually 
enjoyed watching. Yeah. I like the the woman from Lynn mm-hmm. t- t- in today's episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was good too. But I think for in the the season, I think he was. Oh, Christopher Noth was pretty good. I thought. Who's that one though? He was the guy who was building the hotel, the American. Yeah. From oh, Lawn the guy who was doing the Trump thing. Yeah, the Lawn Order. <laughs> they were they were good actors and actresses, but they just um. You know, the like the. Um, it's just like the season. It just wasn't the whole season was just. Well, the second episode, or? those two characters that were were fighting for the ghost monument. Oh, ghost, ghost monument. I thought they were fine, but I don't know. I, I mean, with three other companions and the doctor to develop and it's any hard bad to guys, develop other characters too. You know, it's yeah. longer episodes, but. Yeah, but only by a few minutes. But I don't want to go back to. The the, the neck breaking pace of Moffat that you know probably had longer scripts with with Jenna Coleman reading it off. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. What do you think, Doctor? Whoa, 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 whoa. And it's I like that pacing, but well, then I criticize the fact her that episodes are fifty plus minutes long. Who's Jodie Whittaker's and Capaldi's and Smith's and Tennant's were like forty. Yeah. So she, they gave her an extra. Their episodes were ten minutes longer. Yes. So they had, I don't know, maybe they since they figured they had that that they should have more. Try to do more develop character development since they had the extra ten minutes. But it's offset by having but one having more the companion. Three companions. Yeah. So it feels like they didn't gain anything by that. Although I do say almost every episode, I probably at one point said the Rosa episode, the best scene was when. Yaz and Ryan are talking in the uh, alleyway, and it went on for two minutes maybe, but it was an amazing, great scene, and, and it wasn't action-packed. It was it was just the two of them sitting down, and then the scene with Yaz and Graham in the Punjab episode. They're just talking. I think it was the two of them. You know, she really only has five more minutes than he than Capaldi had at least. He, his episodes were forty-four minutes long, and hers are. 48, 49, 50? They're they not an hour. No, I Ghost Monument was 48. Rosa was 49. The Arachnids was 49. Well, if that's the case, then why did they... Demons of the Punjab was 50. I mean, if you go back Maybe to they the... they just seem longer. The they last season of, of Doctor... There times that be, I'd be like looking at the clock. Line. 43, 42, 44, 45, depends on which episode it is. But Those are Capaldi's really Those are ca- the last yeah. Capaldi season, yeah. I just want to know why they only did 10 stories this year. I don't know, but... Why are they wait- waiting a whole year to do the next one? Yeah. I know, that's that's the thing that gets me. Russell T. Davis, for four years straight, did four 13-episode series with Christmas specials. Well, we've done this before. Uh, yeah, I don't they, know they why we have to complain about it. I mean, it, but it then why do we have to wait a year for ten episodes? I don't know. If, if we knew the answer, what what would it do? Well, if they came out and said Jodie Whittaker was doing a movie, or she had some commitment, or she was going to have a baby, or she was going to, or she had some commitments that she had committed to prior to taking the role of Doctor Who that she had to fulfill, why don't they just come out and say this is the reason why? They're just saying, you're not getting Doctor Who until 2020. Is it because Chibnall is lazy and he, it takes forever to write stories? Well, it doesn't really matter, I guess. I, I guess it does, but... Well, I mean, Moffat only had that one break because they were moving from autumn to April, from yeah. the spring. Yeah. But he consistently 
turned out, you know. Well, I'm not as fumed about the the gap as you guys, I guess. No, I just uh, want to know. I mean, if Russell T. Davis can do four years in a row. It'd be nice to know why. Yeah, it'd just be nice to know why. I mean, I'm hoping in this gap that maybe we get some missing episodes returned and that would fill the gap and have the attention on them, but... a choice between missing episodes found and... Or maybe they realized how bad the series was they want to retool it and they're going to take a year to figure out what they did wrong. Well, again, you, you said this season was bad. I guess we're still talking about it. Um, I didn't think... It, I, I think this was, of the whole new Who, was my least favorite series of, of since the relaunch. Hmm. In fact, I put it on par as to season 17. Which was pretty bad. So I don't go that. I don't go that far. I think. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm disappointed. It's definitely my least favorite since the relaunch. I guess if I put numbers to them, I, I'm a um, a person that's more into numbers. If I were to rate each one one to ten and do all of them from Eccleston on, I feel like the average of this season might be a little bit better than some of them because. I just didn't have I didn't have a, a good man goes to war episode that I absolutely was yelling at the TV screen going this is garbage <laughs> and got mad at I, I didn't get mad at any of these episodes I got mad at um, the BBC Serena America was bad I hated that which one the Serena conundrum that that cute little monster that eats the energy whatever and the frog. So the frog episode it takes you away. I thought that might, was might be one of my favorite episodes besides this last one. Sorry, because Kerblam wasn't that all that great either. Well, okay, so so now I'm just saying. I, I know you're, you're you're you've been very negative about this season. I'm not trying to say that you're you're wrong. It's just that you're 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 putting a black and white to it, and I don't remember what you were doing before that because. I mean, we were kind of bashing some of the Capaldi episodes, too, and, and especially, um, what's his name, Stephen Moffat, but... Um, I liked some of them. I liked Capaldi's first season better than I liked hers. For well, they did first. redeem themselves when they got um, Bill as a companion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Once Jenna Coleman left... <sighs> I was a big fan of Jenna Coleman, but I mean, I they screwed her up toward the end. Rewatching BBC America was redoing them all. And I'm like watching Capaldi. Mm -hmm. I was like, these aren't actually half bad. What, considering what you compare it to what we just saw, I'm just like, well, it's actually not bad. I mean, you look at the tension and the the stories were a little bit better, mm -hmm. especially when we got to the Bill season. I was like, I was watching the pilot again. I was like, this is actually that really was a really good episode. So really enjoyable. I mean, we talked about this earlier. That happened with Moffat when Moffat took over. I was a big fan of Moffat. I. I you know, we look at Moffat's episode during the Russell T. Davis era, and we're like, we're done. We're, we're fine. We're, I we're thought good. Moffat's first season with Matt Smith was really good. With the exception of a couple, but... Okay. What's the second season where Let's Kill Hitler and all that? What really it, song? Yeah, that was it just, went way downhill. And but then the third season with Matt Smith was actually good. Okay. Well, either way, by the time I was done with Matt Smith... And getting into Peter Capaldi, I would, I was, I was like, I, Russell T. Davis episodes looked a lot better. We talked about mm -hmm. this earlier, and it's like, is it because we want the show back to where it was, or is it really we're starting to compare more episodes and we look at New Earth 
I look, I look at New Earth as the definitive bad episode, but then when I compare it to Good Man Goes to War... I would watch New Earth. That's <laughs> the cat hospital place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and maybe it's like, well, that's not as bad as I remember it because we got something that's worse. And now maybe you're looking at it at this season going, boy, I'd rather watch... What's your, you know, I, I'd rather watch the the eye no, slot no. episode more than <laughs> than any of these. That, 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 okay, that well, probably one of the worst episodes ever. Well, but but then you know, it, it goes back. I'd rather to watch season seventeen, the Graham Williams era, than watch that one. Well, oh Lord, Naimon. So so there is an element of truth to that where after you watch, like I said, I, I watched five minutes of Oxygen and I was like, maybe wow, you know, that's good. Five years from now we'll be looking back at this one and going, oh, you know, that wasn't actually that bad. But then does that mean that they're just going downhill? Or I mean, we just 20 years go from away now, from it for a while and watch it again and then have a second opinion? Because, wow. you know, your expectations are so high and you expect this. And then when you go and rewatch it again, you're like, oh, you know what? That's actually not that bad. Well, that might have something to do with it because my expectations for the original series in 2005 was way up. And when they started coming out with episodes, I was like, oh my God. My expectations dropped yeah, down. Yeah, you should have seen him. You should have seen him. It was, especially when we had the Slitheen, the farting aliens. And <laughs> he was just like, I thought, you know, someone had, in his family had died. I can't believe it. It was bad. It was and then when Moffat came in, my expectations went right back up again. I said, screw Russell T. Davis. But Moffat's first season wasn't bad. It, it, it wasn't... So, so, so the reactions, this is exactly what's happening. The Solarian story was good. I mean, the one with the, the, the Venice one, it was... Okay, with the exception of the Dalek story. I don't know. I mean, Russell T. Davis had some of my favorite episodes. Blink? Yeah. And, and the one about the girl in the fireplace? Yeah. Both written by Moffat. Right, I, I understand that, era, but it was during the Russell T. Davies era, and I loved the. I mean, I liked Russell T. Davies. I didn't have an issue with him. I didn't really. Either. I mean, yes, there was some plunkers. I, I did. I did because you're right. In each season, there was three or four really, really good episodes, and then I thought the rest stunk. I, I thought there were some really bad ones, and, and there was things that he did that I did not like. Mm -hmm. I, I, like I, the, the, the Scooby-Doo one, they're the... Oh, God, the girl who turns into a... Brick? Brick? Oh. Love and Monsters. I hate that one. Yeah, Love and like Monsters. I hate and then the one I'm cringing the not, time that we have to do that for the podcast. Fear Her is not a, dis a bad disappointment. What I didn't like, and, and I hate to bring up the first episode because it was the first episode, but there's a scene where Rose just found out that Mickey had died, and they're, two seconds later they're running across the bridge, with she's having the time of her life, smiling like this, and the well, that's on the director. smiling. Hmm? That's on the director, yeah. or, the, or in the script. Mickey yeah. didn't die. Oh, that's on Russell T. Davis. No, but she thought he had died. Oh, oh by the you know Mickey's. Yeah, well, that was after dead. they took the the plastic head off. Yeah, that's true. That was probably bad. You know, but anyhow, the point of the matter is they were having the time mm -hmm. of their life, and that's kind of the way the theme was for the. Re I'm just trying to, I don't want to go into this too much, but that did not gel wet right with me. So the rest of the seasons, I was kind of up against that. But you're right, there was three or four episodes per season, and then when Moffat took over, I said, now we're going to be doing eight or nine a year that are going to be fantastic. Nope. Mm -hmm. It was down to one or two, in my opinion. And they were the ones that were good with the ones he didn't write. 
which was reverse of what he did before. And I yeah. think it's hard to tell with this season because <clears throat> this was a good ep this New Year's Day one was okay. Was pretty good, and Chris Chimmel wrote it. Okay. But he's also written some crappy ones. Yeah. So. And his stuff that he wrote for Matt Smith were pretty bad too, with the exception of the uh, Silurian story. Uh, the two-part Silurian. Yeah. Story. So there's no. I mean, you know, you look there back. There doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason. No. And, and when you see Stephen Moffat, who wrote Blink, who wrote Girl in the Fireplace, now you're. I, I, and then I see him. You wonder did Russell T. Davis look at the script and say? Moffat, you're out, you're out of you're completely out of it. But if you make these changes, it'll be better. Maybe. Yeah. I hate to say that, but mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. I was just the opposite. I was like, oh, Moffat can write, and, and there were other writers so too. So if we were, that. they got a year off. What should they do? What changes should they make for the next series? Well, get rid of one or two companions. Yeah. Besides that, I mean, which they're not going to because we heard. I would say it. get some. Writers that have written science fiction before, not the soap opera style. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I do appreciate the the, some the of these ongoing storyline, especially between Ryan and Graham and their relationship with each other, because you could tell from the beginning that from the first episode that that was a fairly contentious relationship. You know, Ryan. I mean, uh, Graham had married his grandmother, and he was white and you know he didn't have a dad and his mother had died and so now his grandmother is raising him and it sounded like he had his grandmother to himself for quite a few years That's and then this guy grand, comes yeah. along this bus retired bus driver and he would have probably resented the hell out of anybody right let alone a white guy you know and so i think that also had something to play and i liked the way they they've sort of carried that you know undercurrent through yep. the the season it hasn't been in the forefront but it's always been there yeah. you know and and you've seen them sort of develop that you haven't seen the same thing with Yaz though I mean like you got that one story she where her family's in it and that's it she doesn't have a connection with the other two she knew Ryan yeah so maybe she knew Ryan from school but she didn't really remember have him. more character development for Yaz I mean, I well it's harder because you don't well you don't have Yaz going up you don't have any of that that's the advantage of Graham and Ryan is they have that built-in relationship but so maybe they should just had Ryan and Ryan and uh, Graham and not yeah it's this mm -hmm. so but Graham and Ryan that sort of resolved itself so now what they kill off Graham <laughs> oh I hope not well why not that would, that would make I love him I know but you know life's not fair but the point of the matter is you have that conflict. I Tur can see them killing them. Turlo, in the first season, the Turlo character was trying to kill the Doctor. Or he was she hasn't seen him yet. Well, okay. I'm just saying. And then they, they he had a purpose. Mm -hmm. And then in the second season that he was in, he, he was now a good guy. And he, he didn't have anything to do. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he was one of those biggies that totally was running around. It's like He was the one who was always getting captured. Yeah. Well, maybe Ryan will even go go live with his dad, and repair that relationship. Yeah, maybe better monsters. Maybe throw in another uh, have a classic monster come back. It doesn't have to be every episode. Has to have a classic. Maybe one. 
Well, I mean, I mean, the Daleks will probably be back. We talked about this before. You had said, I hope they don't ruin the Daleks with this episode. And the funny thing is, my perception of the Daleks is you can name the amount of really good episodes with the Daleks in it on your, on one hand from the, the new series. The rest of them, the, the New York one wasn't that good, I don't think. Victory of the Daleks was, was not good. Um, that was the Churchill one, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of... The, they they, have, they haven't more done of well with Daleks. They've done worse with Sarah I like the first... Um, well, why don't bring back the Sea Devils? You could have one by the ocean. I liked the first episode that the Daleks came back in. Dalek, yeah. And, uh, with Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. That was when I was like, what the hell are these things? Because I had never seen a I Dalek. I liked Inside the Dalek. The point of the matter is, just because you bring back a classic monster doesn't make it good. Right. And they've been bringing back classic... The, the fans of Russell T. Davis and Stephen Moffat have brought back so much from the past... They could have been a lot worse, but they brought so much from the past that it's like it's, it's tripping over itself. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so I like when they say we're not bringing back any past aliens, but look what happened. What did they bring back this season? We brought back, or what, what did we bring in this season that was new? Race, a racist um, guy. From the future. A, 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 a blobby creature that smiles when it, when it, when it eats explosives. A frog in a chair. The frog. The um, guy with teeth in his face. Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw. Tim he was Shaw. like, he was like. And so now your argument is, well, they brought back a Dalek, and that was one of the better episodes of the season. Maybe. Okay. Well, you. But that's not the case. It's not. Or maybe they should try better with the new, new, better new good, bad yes. guys. Yeah. New interesting bad guys. So should we talk about the ratings before we wrap up, or? Yeah, well, so uh, we can mention it. Um, so overall, we're we're sort of down on this season. Um, I think overall, we've talked about it over and over again. If you want to go back and listen to our podcasts, um, <laughs> you can get an idea from the start to finish. We, I, I personally wanted this season to do really well because I thought, and and again, I was disappointed. Um, and we all kind of put our opinions in that we were kind of disappointed in this season overall too. A lot of people. I was disappointed in the ratings. They're on Sunday. Yeah. With no competition, she started off great. They started off great. You know, the, the curiosity factor, and then boom, came back to Capaldi levels. Mm. Capaldi. Everyone else was on a Saturday, if you're judging. And towards from Rosa onwards, her ratings just started going steadily down and they, and they went right into the fives <clears throat> which is kind of the average for the capaldi era yeah. who was on saturday night and in fact some of the capaldis were late at night because it was after that dancing show strictly, strictly come, come dancing, dancing. so, so what, I, I guess i don't understand what's, what's got me concerned is she's on a sunday with no competition in her and it leveled out Right. Even though the BBC and all the things are saying, oh, this is great, high ratings. But when I went and looked, they seemed to be on par with the other three doctors. When the BBC does their ratings, are they taking into account people who are streaming and downloading? Yes, because downloading? They, have, they have the consolidated and what's it called? It's called... The uh, the viewing, 
So, so people who are viewing it live, and then people who are also streaming it later on their site or downloading it right. through like iTunes or something. Correct. Gotcha. And that's all been factored in, and it seems to be once it leveled out after the curiosity factor, seems to be on par with Capaldi oh, seasons, which. So frightens me a little bit because she was on a Sunday, purposely on Sunday with no competition. So is the people who are watching it are the, mainly the hardcore fans, so where are the casual fans? Are the casual fans turned away from Chibnall and his writing? Are they turned away by her? If every fan stopped watching Doctor Who right now, that would be a little blip in the rating. So? It's mostly people that's a lot of people. There, there's not four million fans out there. I may be wrong. What I may is be, the uh, amount? Uh, does it give you the amount of viewers? Like, does it say how many viewers? Yeah, six. Her consolidated. What's for the What's for the last episode? Not the one on New Year's Day, but the one before that. The battle ran Soaker of Colors. She had five point three two that watched it live. Five point three two million. Mm hmm. And. And consolidated was 6.48. Put that in contrast with the series finales for each of the new Doctor, their first season, she's last. Mm -hmm. I mean, Eccleston, Tennant, Smith, and Capaldi were all higher. And even when they factored in with the 6.65 million with other devices, she was still lower than Eccleston, who was, and Smith, and all of them. Even here. Well, so. so there's a lot of factors. I mean, obviously... I thought being on Sunday with no competition, her ratings yeah. would have been higher. Um, the show overall has been dwindling in ratings. It has since Tenet left. Yeah. yeah. But I is mean, that Tenet because... Tenet has the highest ratings of all But is that them. because people are watching it on other methods, like streaming, iPlayer, well, recording it... Just and said that it. that was part of the consolidated ratings. But I don't think that... I don't think you could get it. I don't think you could get Eccleston and Tennant immediately on iTunes the way you can no. now. The point is, though, that at the time that Eccleston came out, you only had one way to watch it or two ways or whatever. Now you have a hundred ways. So they want to incorporate all that stuff in there. So in theory, if everyone's still watching the show or the same number, it should still be about the same number. Right. But can you accurately count up all those other methods? and put them into the ratings. Well, what about the uh, audience appreciation? Okay, well, that's a different story. The audience appreciation, she is, uh, season 11 was the least liked series since 2005, a drop of 42% of the audience. 2005 meaning the first season? Why was that so low? I don't know. It's the first but season the first season was 82.77, her season was 81.10. Mm -hmm. And Capaldi's last season was an 82.8. And he was, and they've been pretty steady. Matt Smith was steady at 86. Okay. Tenet was like around 84, 86, 87, and she was 81. Yeah. So is it because of her, or is it because of Chibnall, or just well, the writing? It's because of everything. It's because of everything. Yeah. I mean, I think this is the problem with the way they do Doctor Who, in my opinion, when they change showrunners. They change the showrunner. Yeah. They change the actor. They change, you know, everything. get all, everything is new. How can you tell yep. what's, what the problem is? You can't. You can't. It's like having a football team and firing everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that, that happens. So, mm. um, 
so it, it, it's it's up to them. They're they're the ones getting paid for it. They have to figure it out. I I don't know if they're not worried about it. I don't think they're they're, they're not. Well, I don't think they're hundred that much worried because of how much money the show brings in. Yeah. I mean, they ship it the over. Merchandise alone. The merchandise alone. They sell it to the United States to the show on BBC America. I'm sure they show it and they sell it to Europe to show there in Af and South Africa and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I, I and mean, now they're selling it to China. Yeah, and they did that right when the show got booted out of existence. It was selling like crazy, not like it is now, but it was it was massively popular in America. And they said, "Well, you know what? Screw that. We're going to end the show." So I don't think that to them that. I think that mentality has changed. I, I think back then they were like, hmm, we don't like Doctor Who anyway, boom, you're off. Now everyone's a fan and it's like, it's part, so I, I think it's safe, but the conspiracy theories are now going to come in and say, the fans are probably going to more say, well, Chris Chibnall, well, you get what you pay for, and then other fans are going to say, well, that's what you get for trying to mess up the formula by bringing in a female doctor. And that's the conspiracy theories, and, and then, you know, well, is there any truth to that? Mm -hmm. I know one person on Facebook who said, I'm not watching this show anymore because I have a female doctor. So, does that mean that there's a hundred more out there? Well, there probably thousand? is. Well, I'm sure there are. I mean, I, I see it on Reddit. <clears throat> but on the other hand, you would think there was a whole bunch of people who were like, I never saw a doctor in my life, but I'm going to watch it now. Because it's a female, so, so where's all these those people? that left got replaced by new ones? Yeah, so it sort of stayed the same. I was expecting because it was on Sunday for the ratings to at least be higher than the Capaldi season. They seem to be trending on the same. Yeah. I thought we were going to get higher ratings because of that, and but if you come out with a mediocre product. The people that are all behind it are going to go, oh, well. And then you, 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 it's funny because you see it right at Rosa and then it just goes down. And it's just. Well, people gave it a few episodes yeah. and decided they didn't like it. The, um, there was a woman last night at a party I went to that was, I don't think she'd ever seen Doctor Who before. And so it was um, somebody's new girlfriend. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So she is sitting down to watch it and, and she's asleep. And, and I said, well, you know, look. Everyone. Well, it was also you're at a New Year's party. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I think <laughs> you know it's possible that um, she was already had celebrated a little yeah. bit, but um, and that I don't think she she liked it. And, and I don't. I hate watching Doctor Who at, uh, at parties, anyways. Yeah. I don't understand the point of that at all. No, it, it's it's something that. I, anyways, I won't get into it. But um, I don't remember what episode they were watching, but it was you know what that. The stupid little thing, critter eating metal, came on and she started laughing. And I'm like, well, there it is. I mean, but again, you know, if we show her Talon's Wayne Chan, she's probably going to laugh at the rat. So, you know, whatever, you know, if, pe if people don't buy it into it, they're not going to buy into it. But, um, so yeah, the ratings were disappointing. The, uh, I think overall the fans were a little not as happy with it as they had in the past. Too many changes at once, maybe. That could be too many changes. I mean, maybe. well, the, you know, <clears throat> before you, you know, Matt Smith left, but I mean, Chris Wilkinson left, Rose stayed, and then when um, Matt Smith came, Matt on, Smith came, it was a clean slate. It was a clean slate. And then when he new left, new showrunner, new companion, new doctor. But then when he left, Clara stayed on. 
And so did Stephen Moffat. And so did Stephen Moffat. So it's it's impossible to tell. Yeah. But I, I think... Um, That's I, why I'm wondering if this year off is going to hurt. Well, I, I mean, you, I think part of it is you're as good as your last product. So we'll see how this episode does in appreciation and ratings and I'm everything. I'm sure hopefully it does well. I mean, you can't be much on New Year's Day. I mean, this is, I think it's a little bit of an uptake. It's not, we didn't watch this episode and go, this is the best episode ever. We, we you know, you two were kind of down on it a little bit, but you, um, but I, I thought it was probably the best one of the season. And so maybe, you know, the, it's, it has a little bit of um Yeah, maybe it'll get a lift. But... We'll see. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think um, if they if they inject a little more action into it, less talking, mm -hmm. telling us what's going on, maybe maybe make the stories a little. They don't have to be Moffat complicated, but they can be a little more. I thought the series was overall more adult. They didn't seem to be a little as bit more sci-fi-ish. Did you have to think about it? Yeah. Yeah, and less preachy. Yeah, I mean the the um, problem was, you know, like, okay, we get it. You're, you're making a criticism about Amazon, but, oh, Rosa, okay, we get it. That, that was probably one of the better ones of the season. Mm -hmm. I thought we, we all three of us mm -hmm. liked it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, kaboom, okay, we get it, you know. I still laugh when I pop bubble wrap, thinking <laughs> I'm going to blow up. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially during Christmas, you got all these boxes, you bought gifts for you, take out the bubble wrap, going, am I going to blow up now? <laughs> <laughs> so... But anyhow, that's what we thought about the season, and um, we're going to be, if you're listening to this, we are definitely going to be doing more podcasts over the 2019 year. We're going to do some more classic episodes, and of course the episodes from M Matt Smith and David Tennant and everything. And Hopefully the Macroterra. Macroterra. And, and, and maybe we'll, we'll be more like... I'll be looking at these some of these Matt Smith episodes and going, well, this was actually pretty good. Not so bad after all. Uh, I hope not. I hope <laughs> I'm not that fickle. But anyways, um, anything else? No. Nope. Okay. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year.